Alright folks, we are back once again. We are the Blind Pig. Of course, if you're listening to this, uh, I guess you probably already knew that. I hope so. Tonight we are uh, Sans One Christopher Jordan. Who's Chris tonight? I probably fudge backing if I had my guess. You know we're going to get in trouble for calling Chris, right? Who's Chris? <laughs> <laughs> He's either fudge packing or he is um, right, playing with uh, salted nuts. One of the two. So, uh, just the two of us tonight, we thought this was a perfect chance to talk about our main love. And no, it's not a shared love, yeah. Uh, bourbon. Delicious, delicious bourbon. Tonight, uh, we had our, we already, before the show started, we had a fine, uh, what, what do you call this? It's called a, I guess it's called a Midwest Manhattan. A little sweeter, red. Now, of course, we like to talk about American whiskeys. Since I was mixing a little cocktail, which you don't usually do, we usually like our whiskey and bourbon straight, which we'll get into whiskey and bourbon, what you call it later, because I get pissed off when people get all nuts about what you call it. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the mixer, but it's an expensive mixer. It's a good old Johnny yeah. Walker Black. Expensive it's a blend, mixer. It's a, it's a blended whiskey, but that's my mixer. But I like, actually, Johnny Walker's mixer because, because it is so full flavor. It's a great, great whiskey. Absolutely. Um, uh, to me, jo- Johnny Walker is a great blended whiskey, and you mm-hmm. hit the head on the nail there. Or, yeah, hit the nail hit on the nail head. head. Aha! Maybe I had one too many already. I don't Tell know. How many is that? Oh, just one, sadly. Uh, <laughs> not for long. Not, no, not for long. Not for long at all. And actually, uh, tonight, like you said, we're talking about bourbons. I mean, this is uh, a big leap for us, I guess, but not really. Yeah, I love beer, but at night, especially like I like to sit back and write or listen to tunes rub or both, out. rub one out with a little whiskey. It burns sometimes, but <laughs> the burn it <laughs> burns so nice good. <laughs> Better nice, yeah. Tonight, uh, let's actually talk about what we got tonight. We got one Basil Hayden. Mm-mm-mm. I do love me some Basil Hayden. I actually just started falling in love with it uh, here recently, so uh, got introduced to it uh, probably about a month or two ago, and uh, it's delicious. It is uh, from Jim Beam or now Beam Suntory. We'll talk about that a little bit. Um, we also have what else did you bring tonight? Eagle Rare. I haven't had this. Which uh, I'm excited. Then uh, I had this. It's been three or four months ago now. Uh, got picked up a bottle one night. Of course, I was uh, already sloppy drunk. So, it tasted really, really good then, so we'll see how the rest of the night goes, I guess. <laughs> but, um, oh, we're breaking into it right now, I guess. Well, yeah. Um, so, what, tell me a little bit about this uh, Eagle Rare. If we got. It's actually an aged 10-year bourbon, and it is a Kentucky straight bourbon. So, that is the most, how do you call it, uh, the most stringent of all stringent bourbons, essentially. I mean, except for the uh, ones that are aged more than 10 years, obviously, but as far as bourbon scale goes it <laughs> Brennan's having we might have some <laughs> yeah <laughs> so Brennan can figure out how to open a bottle no but Kentucky straight bourbon it holds true to the scale of what a bourbon is it has to by by nature and by name and by law regulations I guess the Kentucky straight bourbon is the um, quintessential bourbon that you can get it's got full nose I mean no we're not really going to talk like that folks I'm sure you've heard us before. Uh, we don't talk yeah. like that. So. We're not beer snobs. We're not <laughs> bourbon snobs. We're just alcoholics. But I am. I am a bit of a mixer snob. I will say that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, that's fair. But I, again, I, I understand. Drink it how you like it. But to me, again, we. I, I like cocktails. Cocktail now and then after dinner. I like a uh, a more gentle, I guess, cocktail with not much in it. You know, a little Manhattan. You know, just got a little grenadine. 
little a little bitters. I mean, and, still getting the full flavor of the bourbon. Throwing pop in something to me. Now, if, you're, if your mission is to kick back and get drunk, ah. go for it. Who gives a shit? Yeah. But if you like bourbon, I don't see it. There's no point in putting pop in it. <laughs> if you're gonna, <laughs> just don't, I don't see the point. To me, and I'm not as far as a snob, like Brennan <laughs> likes to call himself, but as far as Kentucky, I'm not, I don't even give a fuck about Kentucky bourbons. Let's just talk about Jack Daniels for the minute. Jack, uh, any any whiskey a lot of times, especially you're talking black label Jack Daniels, you're talking white label Jim Beam, I mix them. They are what I call mixing drinks. So mm-hmm. throwing pop in them, uh, you know, a nice Coke or Pepsi or whatever, or fucking Mountain Dew for that matter, <laughs> uh, doesn't, doesn't bother me any. But, uh, and actually, again, if I'm ready to get pour the fuck up for the night, that's what I'm drinking, you know, Jack and Coke. Or uh, here recently, it's been a lot of ginger ale and soda, but it's really light on the ginger ale, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, I, I'm I'm not a snob like that, I guess. Like like Brennan likes to think he is. <laughs> but that didn't keep me from a fantastic Manhattan or an old fashioned. If I can have it, awesome. Or let's just shoot straight up, you know. No, again, I like a cocktail where you could still taste the bourbon or the spirit Absolutely. of what you're yeah. drinking. Yeah. Uh, once it gets covered, I don't, you know, because I like, I enjoy bourbon. I, I enjoy, I enjoy a lot of alcohol. <laughs> but I really, yeah, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. But I really enjoy, I do, I really enjoy bourbons and uh, I enjoy the flavor and the flavor textures and the, so I, I don't want to mask those. Now again, after a few drinks, if your mission is to just get shitty. <laughs> shitty? <or> shit-faced. <laughs> I still don't mind drinking it straight, but to each his own. You want to do a little sampling here, I guess? I do. Well, yeah. All right. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. Ooh. That's what they call hey, uh, full nose. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I I do like it. I think it's a pretty good bourbon, um, especially for a 10-year. I mean, it is white oak charred. I mean, you can absolutely taste it. I would expect it a little bit smoother out of a 10-year, I guess, but it's... Yeah, I mean, it's... It's got that very dry. I'll give you that. It's yeah. very dry. You, you take, definitely you, get a dry after you know it. Back end is very dry. I mean, you um, do taste a lot of that oak in there. Bad. Oak, leather, yeah, yeah. I feel like I just ate a belt. <laughs> like I just ate a belt, <laughs> which oddly enough to me is not a bad thing. <laughs> Maybe a lot of our listeners out there are like, what the hell? No, it's actually, I belt? don't mean it as a bad thing. <laughs> you can taste the leather. Or you can really smell that oak and. It's good, but it is very, very got a very dry back into it. Oh yeah, the smell is very pungent. Oh yeah, it hits you right. I mean, it's very, it's much more smooth than that aroma. That aroma oh yeah, you're you're expecting out. just straight black label or white yeah, label I mean, that, or something. That, yeah, yeah. Wow, honey, you do get honey, orange. I mean, you you can. I get the orange there. I almost get like like it's already got bitters into it or something. You know, like it's it's real weird. You get a lot of flavor compliments in it. Yeah, every uh, that's a weird thing. And again, that's one of the best things, you know, if you're drinking whiskey is to keep drinking whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean that that first taste, the first few, you usually start to get different characteristics. You're getting characteristics yeah. every every drink you hit. Uh, don't just take it and swallow it. Well. <laughs> well. <laughs> please do. Never mind. No, it's it's good. I'm still amazed by that aroma. It's pretty too. That does have good color. So do you know anything about this is this where is this from now? It's Kentucky. Um, Chillery is it? This is Eagle Rare. 
I'm pretty sure this is all they made. Somebody fact check me. Somebody, please. Anybody around? No, no, no. Guess not. <laughs> no, but uh, I, I'm pretty sure this is pretty much the only thing they make. Eagle Rare makes one thing and one thing only, and to me, they do a pretty good job of it. I guess if you're going to make a singatory drink and this is it, bravo to me. But let's talk, uh, to me, let's talk a little bit about bourbon while, uh, while we're sipping on this Eagle Rare. Yeah, I'm trying to do some fact uh, on Eagle Rare because uh, I don't know much about the place. So far, I'm pretty uh, happy with it. I, I'm actually... Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, the first roll really knocks you off your ass because you're expecting... I was expecting... A lot harsher. A, a, a harsh, kind of shitty whiskey. Yeah. That smell is... is poignant and then the first taste they get more very very like you said i do get a oak and leathery very dry but then you have a few more drinks and i'm going to keep having more yeah <laughs> um, you start to get the other texture and you start to get the other flavors coming out because i taste the honey and i taste orange really stuff brings out yeah and like like earlier you said orange almost seems like it already has bitters built into it um i mean typically i don't taste a whole lot of orange inside of whiskey but you're absolutely right here we go Eagle Rare, Buffalo Trace Distillery. Really, Buffalo Trace makes it, huh? Yeah. Good to know. I didn't. I absolutely Buffalo did not Trace know that. Buffalo Trace Distillery. Eagle Rare Bourbon Whiskey is mastered, crafted, and carefully aged for no less than ten years. Tasting notes: nose is complex. Got that right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that's a glorified <laughs> term there. Aromas of toffee, hints of orange, orange herbs, honey, leather. And oh, you can, yeah, I mean. I mean, it pretty it, much hits, hits it on the head there. The taste is bold. It is bold, dry, and delicate. I don't know about delicate. I wouldn't call anything this has <laughs> to offer delicate by uh, any means. Not is that the bad thing at all. It's it, it's flavorful. It's very good. No, to me, I mean, it, and again, I, last, time I, cocoa. last time I had this, I was really tanked. The finish is dry and lingering. Okay, well, yeah. That's I don't know about lingering. I'm not, I'm not sold on the lingering part. I think it goes away pretty quick and. I mean, the back half of your mouth, I mean, you, you still taste it, but I'm not... You gotta just smoke a big doobie. Yeah? Are you excited about it, though? That's the question. <laughs> well, not as excited if I really just, just smoke a <laughs> doobie, but yeah. <laughs> That'll come after. No, but, I mean... Would this be one you'd dip your cigar in? I would, absolutely. In a heartbeat, I would. It's got an ass ton of flavors in it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that would be a good uh, cigar dipper. Yeah, absolutely, I would. I... Man. Buffalo Trace. You smoke cigars as well as a lot of you, and I think I think it would work pretty good with it. Depending on what you get, I mean, a nice Cameroon would go well with it, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't think you would want to do anything too crazy full-bodied. <laughs> wow. 2015 Gold Outstanding Medal for International Wine and Spirits Competition. I mean, it's pretty solid, solid yeah, whiskey not, uh, and a bourbon. It's not so. outrageously priced, right? No. I I mean, you're, you're right at that 30 to $40 mark. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's... Fantastic. No, and actually, right now, and I can edit this out, but twenty-six bucks right now. If you go to Twenty-First Amendment, because <laughs> they have their signatory member bill or whatever. But not by the time you hear this. Yeah, <laughs> suckers. <laughs> uh, no, but I, last time I bought it, I remember actually paying like forty bucks for a bottle, and but it was brand new, uh, so maybe it's come down in price a little bit. But I, I would pay forty bucks again for it. In a heartbeat. Yeah, it's good. I don't, I don't, I don't see a problem with that. Uh, Buffalo Trace, again, has made some uh, damn good stuff. I wasn't a fan. I don't think that the first time I had it, I wasn't a big fan. I think, again, the more I've, I've had it a few more times and uh, became a bigger fan of Buffalo Trace. Which is funny because Buffalo Trace was my other option tonight. 
Really? I was actually going to bring a little Buffalo Trace. Unknowingly knowing that yeah, Eagle no. Rare yeah, Buffalo Trace. Which I had no idea. I had no idea. I, uh, I, for some reason, I thought there's somebody else that had made this, that was, and I wasn't sure. I, well, I, I don't know if I read something. Honestly, I'm glad you did because I had um, no idea. Yeah, it's tasty. I mean, extremely tasty. Yeah. <laughs> there's an which, uh, we, load of flavors. We talk a lot about beer on this show. Uh, one of my favorite, <laughs> and he had another sniff. Folks. Every time I get close, yeah. it's like, oh, damn. One of my favorite breweries right now, Taxman, um, they actually do a uh, bourbon deduction beer. Uh, it's bourbon, but they call it their deduction, which is their, um, their darker beer of sorts, I guess, but their deductions are called that. Anyway, they make a bourbon deduction, and it is they use uh, Buffalo Trace barrels. To mm-hmm. make it, and I'm telling you, you you feel like you're drinking bourbon when you're I mean, when you're drinking a beer, and I mean I've had other bourbon barrel beers and everything like that. None of them compete with this. Oh really? I mean it. it, it I'll it, tell you what, I, I keep getting more impressed with Taxman every time I had it. I, I don't hear a lot about it outside. Yeah. But every beer I've had, it's I've, phenomenal. I really enjoy it. It's it's becoming one of my favorite. Indianapolis breweries. In which I think if anybody from Taxman is listening right now, get a hold of us. We, uh, you are number one on our list. We want to come talk to you. We love you. Uh, we love all our indie breweries. You all don't get us wrong, but right now this um, is this is one I, I I mean I'm falling head over heels in love with. Me too. It's one of the ones I, I, I have a beer and it's like, holy crap, that's really good. And I have another one. Yeah. Wow, this one's really good too. And it's yeah. Taxman. It's Taxman. <laughs> I don't. I can't think of a bad one I've had from that. I thought I'm not. I wouldn't no. drink that. I've had beers that I said that I don't like as a whole anyway, but I've had it taxman. Like, you know what? Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. So yeah, that's definitely a place we're gonna have to hit up. Absolutely. But let's get into a little bit of uh, maybe a little bourbon history while we uh, finish off this Eagle Rare. What uh, do you? Uh, well, you're talking about the bourbons in the beer. I mean, I, I, there's that Kentucky bourbon barrel too. Which is, very good. Well, absolutely. KBS, um, I think, is the. Yeah. Is that what you're talking well, about? Well, no, no. That's There's there's Founders KBS, and then it's KBS. And there's only yeah, one KBS. Maybe. <laughs> yes and no. Founders KBS is just unbelievable. But yeah, the, the Kentucky bourbon made in Louisville, a very good bourbon beer. Some of them are overpowering, and you lose the beer texture and the flavors altogether. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I can't wait to have Texas. I'm sure they got it right. I some just, are too overpowered. Just yeah. like all the IPAs, to me, get some just get overly done with the hops, and it's just too much. You don't taste beer anymore. And the bourbon, some some do that as well. And I don't want to, I don't want that burn when I'm drinking a beer. Yeah. I yeah. love the, I love the flavor. I want that bourbon flavor, but I don't want the, you if I want the burn. I'm gonna drink a bourbon. <laughs> it, it's not necessarily you get that burn. Mind. You get that hint of the burn, like it wants to happen, but the beer overpowers it just slightly enough to where you don't get that burn, and it. It's a very good marriage. I love it. Uh, Is this a seasonal beer they're doing, or no? I haven't seen it anywhere. Well, you, you've heard. Have you had their deduction yet? No. It, it's one they keep on the shelf at all ah, times, okay. essentially. But they do a line of it whenever they can get barrels in. Whenever they can get different bourbon barrels in, they do it. Um, last time I talked to Taxman, the wife and husband owners, they said that they're trying to get in more barrels and that. They had just bought, if I remember right, six or seven Buffalo Trace barrels. They bought a maker, a couple Maker's Mark barrels, a couple Four Roses barrels. So mm. um, they're right in line. And actually, I think they made it. They may have bought a couple Jack Daniels barrels just to do a whiskey deduction. I'm hoping, if we're hearing this right, our buddies on uh, 
Whiskey and Rails did got some sponsorship from uh, Hotel, Hotel Whiskey Tango. Tango. Yes, which is kick ass, and which, they must now have spirits down there. Finally, they've been uh, well. They've had spirits for a while now. They weren't necessarily whiskey. They had different spirits. They had uh, vodka. They had a rum. But I, their whiskeys are available now, correct? I this is this is new to me. I guess I, I'm assuming. Maybe I'm assuming too much right now. I thought they had whiskeys available now. They were supposed uh, to. I last time I went there was a little over a year now. And they did say within a year they would have whiskeys. What uh, I'm hoping is you get somebody in town that's going to start dealing with them and sharing their their barrels and doing some combinations with the, one of the brewers in town. Some, hopefully somebody's jumping at that. I, I hope. I hope. And Sun King is right around the corner from them. Uh, yeah. We all know Cowboy loves Sun King. <laughs> uh, they're right around the corner from them, so huge props. Hope, hopefully you know they do something. And actually, the last time I talked to Taxman, the two owners... They were actually at Hotel Tango Whiskey. We just happened to be there the same oh, no night, shit. and we nice. had a good long talk that night. Uh, so hopefully, you know, hopefully they do something with them here soon. But it is one of my favorite beer uh, avenues, I guess, right now is mm-hmm. a bourbon barrel mm-hmm. uh, beer, just because I am a bourbon fan. I'm a whiskey fan, and actually my first alcohol drink I didn't have till I turned 21, the day I turned 21, and that's no joke. Uh, oh, you got to kidding me. No, I'm not kidding. The first time I ever had a drink of alcohol... I, I think you told us before, and I didn't believe you. ...was 21. The day I turned 21, and then it was like the floodgates of hell opened up my <laughs> mouth. And, floodgates of heaven. Yeah, yeah I, I will say heaven, but um, you know, many many would disagree with me. But um, <laughs> Jack Daniels, and that I fell in love with instantly, and it, it's been a growing passion of mine. I'm a huge Jack Daniels fan. If anybody can get me to be a squire... Please call me. <laughs> Get a hold of me somehow. But anyway, Jim Beam is because it's a true American bourbon. Uh, I fell in love with as well, um, mm-hmm. and I fell in love with pretty much the whole line of bourbon. Uh, but Beams, even some of their ryes. <laughs> I'm not a huge rye man myself, but uh, I've gone that route, and it's gotten pretty good here recently. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, bourbon's expanding like beer. Is I mean, there's New bourbons all over the damn place now, which is awesome. Oh uh, yeah, when when you can go and you get a whole shelf full of bourbons. Yeah. I, I, I what? You know, I, I I stayed away from Jim Beam for years because uh-huh. I had I, one of my PBR and Jack Daniels was what I had with you know my first drinks, yeah. and I still love them both. And a lot of my flavor profiles from beer and and, and bourbons and whiskey. I like the smokier whiskey, and I, I, I kind of still yeah. tend to, you know, to like those kinds. So, and I still love Jack. Like I said, I, to me, Jack is still a sipping whiskey to me because that was I, I still love the flavor. And I had the Jim Black Beam. Label or, oh yeah, or yeah, Black Label whiskey. They're still a little bit. They different. have. And the I, I recipe, I'm not real happy yeah. with them. Um, the gentleman's Jack was, was decent. Uh, I did like the single barrel; was very good. The Black Label and the Green Label. Uh, green Label is what it is. Yeah. Let's just leave it at that. Black but, Label, uh, you're now, it used to be regulated, I think, a little bit better to where you buy one bottle one week, another bottle the next week, they taste the same. Mm-hmm. You're kind of getting to that point now with Jack Daniels that they're not necessarily the same. Mm-hmm. So, Which is fine if it's a single barrel and I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. paying a little bit more for a little bit more higher profiles. And, which I, gets I want to know what I'm buying. Well, which gets into a point of what makes a bourbon a bourbon. One of the things to me is sour mashing. Mm-hmm. Uh, sour mashing, in case you guys don't know, is taking 
a small portion of the mash from the previous bourbon that you made and using it for the next portion so the flavors blend a little bit better you're regulating your taste a lot better at that point and you're not having to worry so much I guess from one batch to another the flavors are going to be different so to me a lot and that uh, actually comes from Samuel Crow I believe which uh, if I'm not mistaken was the Old Crow's founder I'm not a hundred percent sure on I that but believe I'm you're right sure. so somebody fact check us and <laughs> yeah, yeah. tell us if we're wrong I don't care it doesn't bother me any but um but sour mashing. We're talking our ass, so you can correct us. Yeah, yeah, you can really correct us. Uh, sour mashing to me is a huge thing with bourbons. I know it's not part of the law-abiding standards, I guess, that have to come with being a bourbon, but it is one of those ones that to me is quintessential to bourbons. Now another thing that to me for bourbons, uh, Elijah Craig, Elijah Craig mm-hmm. came up with, uh, and many people say he's the founder of bourbons. Yes or no, uh, that is to be debated and whatever, but came up with the charbroil. He came up with burgers. No, it came up with the charred oak barrels to get the you know the kind of orangish-reddish tint that bourbons are and right. actually their flavor. A lot of their flavor comes from that charred taste of oak barrels. So he was the one that came up with that, which many people say his original barn that he was doing all of his... Uh, off his aging in, mm-hmm. burnt, burnt to the ground. Now some people say he was just a frugal bastard that you know said I'm just going to reuse these <laughs> and went with it, and it people fell in love with. Other people say that he just knew that it would be a better thing. Then there's this new theory, and I don't know if you've read into this much here lately, uh, and actually just came out about a year ago or so that. Europeans and French already had this process and that Elijah Craig coming from Europeans like his ancestors were European mm-hmm. they had already that passed seems that a little bit more him. logical well to me it doesn't he's a fucking Kentuckian boy and his barn burned down to me <laughs> he just said you know what fuck it go with it <laughs> that actually seems more logical that yeah. I mean that's all I think come about but there was some of these processes back. I mean, I don't know. I, I can a lot of our history of whiskey and bourbons comes from you know European descent. So I I don't know. I'd have to read more into it. Who knows? There's and there's don't I, I can't remember the name of it. I think it's the true history of bourbon. And I think is the name of this essay slash short book. It's it's really interesting to read from what I can understand. I I've re- I haven't read it. To be honest with you, I've read a lot of cliff notes from it, and I've read a lot of a lot of things uh, restating things that this person said. A lot of it makes a lot of sense, uh, and actually blasphemy to me, but saying that Bourbon County in Kentucky is not the reason why it's called Bourbon. It's actually because Bourbon Street in New Orleans came first. Well, Virginia used to be a territory, right? Mm-hmm. Well, when the South started splitting up part of Virginia became Kentucky. Right. Well, up from New Orleans came was another territory within Virginia, I guess, which was called Bourbon. Well, it split into Kentucky, which was a county in Kentucky, that became Bourbon Bourbon County. Well, so they're saying that all of it derived from Bourbon Street in New Orleans instead of deriving strictly from Bourbon County, Kentucky. I don't know. This guy, he brings up a lot of good points. Mm. Um, 
it's kind of it's, it's a really really interesting read. I'm not gonna lie, especially if you're a bourbon lover. Well, that's that's another good episode to get into because that's that's pretty interesting. It is, um, and we should dig more into those because there's a lot of myths surrounding the old bourbon and whiskeys. Even some of the Americans, they still have stories that they don't can't confirm and don't oh, know no, where they come no. from. We talked about in the past, like, I think a couple times about uh, Will McCoy and the Rum Runner, and then the Will McCoy and where he got his name. And there's all these myths surrounding yeah. you know, these legends, and so that's that, that would be a very good show just to do some of the old and, and try and actually if we could do some fact finding. <laughs> yeah. Instead I of I don't know how bullshit. much our drunk asses can uh, <laughs> go fact hunting. Uh, well, let's say one seventeen hundreds. But if we pick history. a few out and actually do some uh, do some investigating, we'll figure something out. But anyway, I, just interesting to read. I, I I guess if you get the time and you fancy yourself a bourbon person, pick it up and try it. I just cheered myself. Did you? How'd that go for you? <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. I love it, actually. <laughs> Bringing up another really old one, um, and they actually say this is the first uh, distillery known as a uh, Kentucky bourbon distillery, uh, Evan Williams. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, I mean, which... We all know it now today as cheap as whiskey. I mean, they do have their upper scale ones. Um, but Again, I, I when don't... you go when you go pick pick up a bottle of bourbon for nine ninety nine, <laughs> I don't mind Evan Williams one bit. I don't know. I was talking to I think the boys from Whiskey and the Rails. I was talking about. I don't mind at all. They were kind of making fun of white label. I was like, how do you wait a minute time out? How do you I make can, fun of white label? I, I don't know. I I can drink it straight. I don't have any problem with it. I don't mind at all. Like, it's tasty stuff. Evan Williams makes their and they have their own with the 1783. Damn good. Black label, black label. It's very good. <laughs> White label to me, and uh, and actually I have a couple friends that we all do whiskey tastings about once a month it seems. But we always have our um, what we call our baseline, and it is always, always, always White Label. Mm-hmm. There too, <clears throat> being fans. I don't know how, but it seems like in the womb they're force-fed white label. But anyway, that is always our baseline. To me, white label is a great introductory. So, mm-hmm. I mean, to me, you can start tasting nodes of different things by just trying beam first. I don't know. It's, it, I, I don't know how you can yell at white label. And I, I, I probably would have the same uh, respect for Evan Williams if I would have had that many, many years ago. Like, I had... Jim Beam was one of the first bourbons that I had, and I didn't like it. Didn't like it at all. The way I, I thought it tasted like chalk. I just, I, I despised it. That was horrible, horrible stuff. I thought, well, I don't like bourbon, so I didn't really drink bourbon. Yeah. I get into scotches, and I drink a lot of scotch, and I stayed away. I, I steered from bourbon. Yeah. Um, I had Jack Daniels. I had my Tennessee whiskey, but I stayed away from bourbons because like, I don't like bourbon. No, yeah. I just didn't like that at Jim Beam. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then, so then I finally started getting into the, the bourbon. Like, wow, bourbon is actually, wow, holy shit. What is this for? There's, roses? A wild, there's a wild, incredible bourbons out there. Still, still didn't go near Jim Beam what for is many this years. Delicious Knob Creek. When I had, I think, probably, uh, it was probably Maker's Mark that, holy shit, this is a Jim Beam product. And, yeah. Um, which really got me back into introducing Jim Beam products. Now, you know, I, I love Jim Beam. They have. A huge array of incredible products. Yeah. Uh, Maker's 46 is very good. We love Knob Creek. Yeah, Knob uh, Creek was was my introductory back in the beam. And I, like I said earlier, Jack Daniels was my first mm-hmm. alcoholic beverage, whatever, and I fell in love with it. But 
I, I didn't, you know, I was like, Jack Daniels is my best friend. Why would I steer into Jim Beam? Mm -hmm. But later, saying, Knob Creek's on the shelf, but it's 110 proof. Well, yeah, I'm going to try it. <laughs> and I tried it, I'm like, well, shit, this is really, really good, you know? Let me, uh, let me try that. Come to find out it's a Beam product. Okay. All right, you're selling me. Yep. I'm still not a fan of the white label. I think it's horrible, horrible bourbon. But, man, they have some great products. Uh, Knob Creek is amazing. Very good stuff, and yet people are turning those up to that with all this stuff about where craft brewery and craft beer. You know, if it tastes good, it's good. Now Creek is very good, very good bourbon, and we have another one to try tonight. Well, not to try, we've had it, uh, <laughs> but from the Bean family, of course, Basil Hayden. Basil Hayden. Yep. Uh, which we both enjoy, and we're going to crack that open here in a little bit. Very good stuff. Uh, Beam's got a huge range, and of course now it's Beam Suntory. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, I don't know if you've ever had Centauri. I haven't necessarily had Centauri, per se. I've had other Singatori, Beam Family mm -hmm. alcohols, but I haven't actually had Centauri yet. I think my brother got it for me a few years ago. Yeah? I, 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 I put it on the shelf. Eh. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll save this for a special occasion, Yeah, maybe. I'll take it later, yeah. you know. I knew it was a good bottle, and uh didn't really speak out at me. It was, it's a Japanese, and I finally uh, opened it up one night. I was like, oh, I'll have a glass. I think it was writing. We all have a glass of Suntory. May have drank the whole bottle that night. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. No, I, I, I probably went through half of it, but uh, very, very good. We'll have to get a bottle of that. Very good. And they have the, uh, I think, one of the best bourbons out there right now, which is... It's ranked high. Very, very high. high. I think it's yeah. one of the best of the year. I think it's the one that's... Oh, absolutely. Get. Yes. But to me, that is one of the cool things about Bean. It is still family-owned. It is... Booker Knoll is now, I think, the master distiller, correct statement? Yes. But he's still a Beam family member. He's got Beam right. as blood. One day, maybe it will go back to a Beam family member. I don't know. I don't think that blood, like that name is passed down anymore, if I'm thinking I right. I don't think so. Um, but the Knoll family, which mm -hmm. is still a Beam family, took over, what, three generations ago, maybe? Mm -hmm. how, how many is there now? Eleven? Eleven different master distillers, maybe? I believe, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know that for a fact, but that's what I think it is. To me, that's fantastic. Well, yeah. As many years it's been around. Yeah. I mean, that, to me, that one of the cool things. I mean, just like Yingling, uh, one of my favorite beers, mm -hmm. uh, it's still family-owned. and I mean, it is actually still the Yingling family. So anytime they can pass down that stuff, to me, it's a good thing, and we get a, we get to savor the history that way, I guess. I don't know. Um, oh, yeah. Lack of better terms, I guess, but... Um, well, when you're tasting stuff, that's that same recipe that they were drinking 200 years ago. It's yeah, absolutely. Absolutely it is. Uh, one thing I'd really, really like to get into here real soon uh, is doing that bourbon trail. I, mean, I know we've talked about it numerous times, yeah, but I think it's kind of quintessential for us to do here real soon. The bourbon trail, in case you all don't know, it starts in Kentucky. I mean, I think it starts up in Louisville. Uh, off this street where uh, Heaven Hill is, I believe, is where Heaven Hill is. Or is that Elijah Craig? All right, no, Heaven Hill is Elijah Craig. Elijah Craig. Evan Williams is, um, Evan Williams, obviously. I think that may be the 5th Street one. Anyway, starts out there and goes down to, through them all. I mean, you, you pick up um, Old Crow, you pick up Granddad. You, <laughs> I know I'm saying some shitty ones right now. Uh, <laughs> but you pick up uh, Heaven Hill, you pick up uh, Beam. You pick up Maker's Mark, you pick up Buffalo Trace, and along with Jim Beam, you get all their family. So uh, it's one of the quintessential 
if you're a whiskey person of any sort and you kind of like bourbon to I drink nothing but bourbon, this is the thing for you to do. And oh, yeah. I, I've wanted to do this since I turned 21, and hopefully it happens sooner than later, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, we got to do it this year. There's nothing stopping us. To me, I, to me, I, uh, my birthday Make a day is, and go. Yeah, to, my birthday is the 1st of November. Uh, I say we do it that next weekend. Absolutely. Just so I can have a reason with my wife to do it, I guess. <laughs> Yamazaki. Yamazaki. Yamazaki 18 is the one they say is. Is the you year's hand on it, you gotta go grab it. I, so, I don't believe that's what I've, I've ever seen. I've never seen it. I mean, I keep hearing about it, but I haven't seen it, so. I've done a few uh, whiskey tastings and a few bourbon tastings here recently, and that's not one I've ever come across. So, mm -mm. hopefully, uh, hopefully it is. If, if there truly is the quintessential uh, whiskey slash bourbon to have of the year. And you could hate it. Yeah, there's a good chance. And, and again, I mean, there's a lot of things that I hate that other people love. I, I'm, I'm not a big Irish whiskey fan. Oh, no. Uh, I like more of the stuff. I like the Scottish. Well, I, the I'm Irish not huge. a little bit too sweet. Um, scotch is not, I me, love Scotch. I'm not a huge Scotch fan. But um, that's, I, I am. I, and we'll tag into some of that. I guess, you know, we're targeting our American whiskeys and bourbons, but we're still going to drink everything from around the globe. <laughs> well, absolutely. <laughs> what are we talking about American crafts? Well, but yeah, there's some good ones. And again, you just gotta keep trying them. So one of my favorite rides is Rye One. Oh yeah, yeah. Jim Bourbon Rye. That's one of Jim Bourbon or Jim Bourbon. Jim, Jim Beam. Bur uh, yeah. <laughs> Jim Beam Rye is uh, a very good rye. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, one of the first ones I started getting. Like, I I kind of got you get sick of stuff after a while when you're drinking one thing all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. and. Uh, I started to get hooked on rye a little bit. I'm drinking a lot, a lot of rye. Um, now I'm kind of going back into uh, bourbons again, but still, I'm, Jim Bourbon rye is very good. Jim Bourbon. Jim Bourbon. Jim Bourbon rye. Dear Jim Bourbon. Now, have you had a, um, uh, to call it something dog? I just, bird dog bourbon or something like that? Bird dog? It's got something to do with that. It's something dog bourbon. Uh, it's not familiar. It, it's relatively new past year, maybe two at the most. An American uh, Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bourbon. It's made in Kentucky. Uh, huh. Now, that kind of brings up a point. Uh, there for a long time, bourbon could only be made in Bourbon County, Kentucky. That's not necessarily true because actually right now, there is no distillery in Bourbon <laughs> County. <laughs> which is funny. I mean, how that has happened, I don't know, but, um, but actually there's no distillery in Bourbon County. It went dry in Prohibition, and the, I think the laws never changed. Branched out because Bourbon County was so huge, they they sectioned it off into that's if I'm under the right understanding, that's what happened. Anyway, so they branched out, uh, but a bourbon is only set by a few standards. The main one being it has to be made 51% corn. Corn, yep. <clears throat> um, so that opens pretty much the window all time, actually. Um, I recently had, as of a year or two ago, called Spring Mill Bourbon. It was mm -hmm. Indiana made. Right. Delicious. I'm sure there's somewhere out there that has a couple bottles still on the shelf. I don't know. If you do, again, <laughs> call the blind pig. Email us, whatever you got to do. Yeah, absolutely. It was a fantastic bourbon, and it was made here in Indiana. It's just one of those ones you can't get it. Can't get it anymore for whatever reason. I don't, I don't know. But, but that just proves the point again. Bourbons can be made anywhere in the world nowadays, as long as it has that standard of 
51% corn. Uh, it has to have no more uh, top of my head, but <laughs> for whatever reason, he put me in front of a microphone, and I cannot remember these seven rules. It's still the no, no more than 160 proof. 160 proof. Barrel yeah. entry proof is no more than 120, whereas uh, whiskey is 190 and 80. Which is why Jack Daniels, which one of my big pet peeves where people say Jack Daniels is a bourbon, it's a Tennessee whiskey. I don't even know of any others that are actually labeled as a Tennessee whiskey, except for Jack Daniels. I don't know, you know? No, there's others, isn't there? I don't know. I Honestly, I just have no idea. Yeah, I think there are. Another good uh, fact to look at. <laughs> another factoid. Well, we can save it for another uh, another episode. We are trying to do uh, all bourbons here tonight, but I don't know. I mean, where else do you take bourbon for the evening besides down the chute? <laughs> Do you have any good uh, bourbon confessions, bourbon uh, ugly stories? Oh, there's tons of bourbon ugly stories. Well, let's give us one. Well, well, actually, the first time I had uh, Spring Mill, we, we were, I mean, I brought up some friends earlier that we do uh, whiskey tastings with quite a bit. Anyway, we were doing a Indiana bourbon night this night, and what is their, um, uh, Harrington. What are you talking about? Bourbons made in Indiana. There was one named after a president that used to live in Indiana. I can't think of his name right now. Harrison? Harrington? Whatever. <laughs> Regardless, I, apparently I can't remember my fucking presidents tonight either. Anyway, had his own bourbon, and it's made here in, in uh, Indiana. And uh, we had Spring Mill. We had one other one, too. and It's gone to the wayside. Anyway, Spring Mill by far. But I decided, fuck, I love this thing so much, I'm going to kill this bottle tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just buy me three more bottles tomorrow. Well, I, I did do that, in fact. I killed that bottle that night, and I'm assuming probably halfway through it, I don't remember anything. I do remember waking up at a friend's house that was nowhere near this other friend's house. Apparently, my wife got so tired of me that she said, fuck yeah, I'll drop you off there, <laughs> and <laughs> left my ass. <laughs> and uh, I proceeded to get shit-faced, and... Uh, I just drank a ton of it. <laughs> I was just doing shot after shot, and this is not this is not a whiskey. I would say you shoot. Right. I mean, it is. It's fantastic. It's delicious. I can't say enough about it. How good it was. But yet, I was just like, give me it all. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, had a bad experience once. To, uh, this just came up recently. I don't know why. And she may be listening. Tasha, I love you. <laughs> But I got to tell the story again. You're the one who brought it up last time anyway. So I'm dating this girl, Tasha, and uh, we had a wedding. And we were both, she was a bartender by trade. And I was helping out bartending at a buddy's wedding. By uh, helping out, you mean just tasting? And not at first. I was helping. Yeah. Doing damn good. Everyone loved me. You're being Especially, a good kid. Uh, and uh, rest in peace, Mike. So this little old lady was like 90 years old. And she kept coming up and getting triples. <laughs> I'm like, well, whiskey, man. She wouldn't get one without taking a shot with me. She'd make it take a shot with me. Nice. And uh, so I take a shot. After a while, maybe half hour, 45 minutes, I'm getting pretty buzzed up. Man, half hour, 45 Confidence. minutes. I'm like, I was, how many do you think you did in that time period? In a half hour, 45 minutes? Yeah. Probably four or five shots. So we're getting buzzed up. That's pretty good. Buzzed up. We we're drinking beer. We've been drinking all day. Oh, yeah. And, uh,. Tasha, tell me, slow down. Yeah, fine. <laughs> I'm fine. I'll last. Don't worry about it. So I proceeded to get a little shitty and uh, 
started making people do a shot with me before we give them their drink. <laughs> <laughs> the only way I'll give you a drink is if you do <laughs> a shot with me. Gotta do a shot. Yeah. Gotta do a shot. Um, and it's just, you know, I, I don't even remember what we had. I have no clue. It could have been the worst. Well, uh, I have no idea what we were drinking. It was whiskey, but I don't know if it was... I don't know what it was. It, it could have been... It could have been Heaven been, Hill. Huh? It could have been Heaven Hill. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. Or it could have been Basil Hayden. I don't... Maybe, I a, little, no maybe a little Rebel Yell. So I got freaking hammered. I'm in a tux. <laughs> I'm in a tux. I'm in a tux. Yeah? And we're in the middle of nowhere. Was it rented? We're in... Uh, yeah, which is another good story. My, my fun buddy, uh, Roach, will... He was so excited for me to take the suit back after what I had to do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I can only imagine. We're in uh, Napanee. We're in the middle of no- our Amish country. Mm-hmm. So we're in the middle of nowhere. And I got shit hammered. And I'm sorry, Tasha. I cannot, can't apologize enough. I was a complete freaking asshole. And decided <laughs> that uh, I'm going to walk home back to Plymouth Whoa. from Napanee. I do that a lot. I'm a walker. You're, get, you're a walker, huh? I'm a walker. When I get tanked up and I just ready to go, yeah. I don't okay. care if I'm half let's, mile let's away walk. or ten miles, I'm puffing it. See you guys later, I'm out. So I've been known as a walker. So I was like, I'm out. I've never been in Napanee before, I don't think, at the time. <laughs> so I just like I, I know, just head I know east, I, I have to go I'm following the moon, right? <laughs> so I gotta go that way. And I'm in cow fields and I don't know how long I'm out there. And I'm walking Still in the forever. Tux? I'm in my tux. Yeah. And it's, you know, probably midnight, one o'clock in the morning. And I see I finally see lights and I see a highway. I'm like, Oh we're all I need to do yeah. is get to the highway and yeah. I'm safe again. So I started running. <laughs> Forgot out it was in a cow pasture. Yeah. Wherever the hell I how the hell I get into this place, I have no idea. But I'm in a field. Forgot what's usually at the end of a field before the highway. Bitch. There's your fence. Oh, fence, yeah, yeah. Like a barbed wire fence I go flying into. Oh. <laughs> Full speed. Oh, man. <laughs> Wrapped up. <laughs> I guess I'm like 22 years old, man. <laughs> 22, 20. No, probably not. I was probably 21. I think it was just 21 yeah. yesterday. So, I'm all twisted up. I get out of this thing. My tuxedo's all torn up. I'm on the highway. And car, cop cars pull up. Same time, another I see lights pulling up on both sides. I'm like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. Thank, thankfully, Mike Krantz, my buddy, pulled up the same time a cop did. They were all looking for me. Because that cop was like, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 I'm just torn to shreds right in this tuxedo. <laughs> like, what the hell? Mike talked. He's like, just let me, get me out of here, right? Let me take him home. Cops like, just get this idiot out of here. So, like the next day, <laughs> a couple days later, I'm not talking about the next day because it was a really bad memory. Sorry, Tasha. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we go to, uh, I yeah, re- let's I- just say it in form, maybe. <laughs> No, I had to go to a family reunion the next day. Oh, even better. Uh, her family reunion. I would have rather she made story. Going. I woke up. Here's the thing. This was really cool. I woke up the next morning, and I woke up at her place. I'm like, oh, it was all a bad dream. It was all a bad dream. I'm like, sweet. The wedding's today. I had no. I'm like, oh my god, I just had the worst dream ever. This is perfect. All right. And I'm like, oh my god. I take my covers down. <gasps> I got this. Torn up tuxedo on. <laughs> I was waiting to wake up again. I'm like, no, it's got me on a dream. <laughs> no, that wasn't a dream. No. And then Tasha opens the door and I see a look on her face. Oh my God. And she's like, you're going to the reunion. <laughs> and I'm like, going. No. 
so it wasn't a fun day, but we got over it. Um, <laughs> we got over it. We're so And friends. she still teases me about it. So we're taking this tux back in Roach Lake. I am going with your dumbass to take this tux. I can't wait for you to take this tuxedo back. I'm going with I'm going with you. Son of God, Jesus. So we get down there. He's just, oh, he's hey, licking hey, his, he yeah. can't wait, right? He's waiting for like, you to have to pay like a thousand dollars. Shut up. He's like, this is awesome. <laughs> so we get in there and they're bidding for another wedding. Which is obviously much more important than me bringing this tuxedo back. Well, yeah. So we're sitting there waiting and finding yeah, somebody to get more money. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, just hang it up and I'm like, holy shit. Roach's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you guys got to check this thing out. So I'm like, yeah. I hung it up. <laughs> Took the fuck off. Never got a call. Never got nothing. Seriously. Yeah, this wow. thing was torn to shreds. <laughs> torn to shreds. It looked like the Flintstones uh, tuxedo. I mean, it was just a <laughs> He was so pissed off that I got out of there without even, I mean, nothing. It was great. That's that's a very good uh, bourbon story, or whiskey story, I guess. I got another one with a tuxedo, too, and we'll talk about that one later. <laughs> after. Tuxedos after and hours. bourbons don't do well for me, I guess. See, but tuxedos and bourbons usually do very well for me. Actually, I got I got three of them. Now two of them. I'm, I'm pretty much the Daniel Craig of uh, tuxedos when I'm drinking bourbon. Really? No, not really. I'm just uh, blowing smoke up everyone's ass, I guess. <laughs> Anyway, uh, you've heard bad stories of us. What the hell? Get on the horn. Get on the line. The Blind Pig Confessions. Yes. Tell we us all some, have them. Tell us some shitty bourbon stories of yourself. Yeah, we're not... Whiskey, vodka, tequila... I, we're not we just don't. here for your amusement. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're here for our amusement, to be honest with you. I mean, the fact that anybody listens, it still blows our minds. Yeah, give us some shit stories. <laughs> I... I I the think it'd be a lot of fun. Go put on the air. Oh, they're all going to go on Facebook, especially since you're going to tell us the stories on Facebook. Absolutely. I think that's half the fun right there. But if you can, if, I mean, if you can tell us a, hear the best, a the best horrible story, story, we may actually have to get you on the on the horn and actually talk with you on on a. Jordan will pay to fly you out to the show. Jordan is one hell of a person. He will pay to have <laughs> you come out. I mean, your your choice. First class accommodations the whole way. Yeah, that's what you have to do. I mean, this is what you get for not being here, Jordan, apparently. Hit us up. We, we do oh. want to hear these stories. I mean, beer drinking stories or, or alcohol drinking stories are always the best thing ever anyway. Yeah, My story will drinking... always top yours, and your story oh, yeah. will always top anybody yeah. else's. Oh, yeah. I always think there's always... And you do get the different levels. Beer stories are usually just drunk and stupid. Oh, yeah. It gets to another level when you get into bourbons and... <laughs> Tequila. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tequila know, by far. Different things start happening. Good things. Bad things. Fantastic things. <laughs> things to talk about if you can remember them. If you, you can remember. remember. that That's key. If you can remember to talk you about them. You ever get them. that like, like a week later or something, you're like, oh, my God. Like, I need to say sorry. <laughs> go away. Like, oh, my God. Or something clicks a memory in your head. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, what shit. did I do? No wonder he doesn't talk to me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I think we're getting ready to call it a night. I'm going to switch a little Basil Hayden. Absolutely. Probably just shoot the shit with each other, and uh, hopefully you catch us next week if we don't get uh, fueled by too much bourbon and have some more stories of our own. Throw us some stories, and we'll talk about them next week. Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, thanks, to everybody, for listening, and uh, you'll be hearing us here soon. Bourbon on.